Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. Good morning. We'll start over. How's everybody doing? You're refreshed. It's a brand new year. And as you saw, we, uh, we're in week two of our series, I Can See Clearly Now. And we're talking about power. Everybody say power. power. And it's amazing that Stephanie talked about uh, seeking the Lord and focusing our gaze because that's what we're talking about all month. That's why we, we, we have these crosses up here. Last week we talked about the cross and how it was so important to nail our worries and our cares and our sin and everything that holds us up to the cross. So anytime this month you want to uh, grab a pen, grab a pin and grab a piece of paper and pin your stuff to the cross that you're going to leave behind and say, Lord, I'm going to focus my gaze on you. So when I think of power, I think of cars, right? Anybody like powerful cars? Yeah, I saw a bunch yesterday. We were at this car show and we saw these cars and and you think of power, but um, it was funny because uh, some people take the power in their cars, so like these newer cars, and they make it sound really weird and really loud. It's almost like imitation. It's like you don't have to do that to a Mustang. It already sounds nice. Don't ruin your car and make it imitation. But recently, talking about power, recently I had a little bit of a power issue at my house, and we were doing some work on my house, and I'm not an electrician, okay? Um, and so I said, I had a friend come over, and we're, we're working on adding something to, to the panel, and uh, so, we, so we unplugged something, and I said, I think it's only this outlet over here. Well, a day later, when my wife went to wash dishes, in the dishwasher and hit like on or go or play, nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. So we recently moved and in the house is this brand new dishwasher. Praise the Lord for dishwashers, right? It's awesome. It works great. It looks beautiful. It's small. We're in a smaller house. So like it's an it's a 18 inch. It's, it's so cute and petite, okay? You've never seen a better dishwasher. But anyway, this dishwasher worked awesome until we disconnected the power from it. It's awesome. It's brand new. That dishwasher was intended to be connected to the power. It was designed to be connected to the power. You know that church today, in 2020... Christians are in, were designed to be connected to power. I'm not talking about the panel at your house or a, or a breaker or anything like that. I'm talking about God's power. And so we were designed by this incredible creator, God himself. And then this creator came and, and, and said, he, he noticed that we had an issue. We were disconnected from his power for a long time. And he sent Jesus, the heart of heaven, down to connect with us. And then Jesus said, well, I'm going to go away. But listen, wait a minute. Wait here because I'm about to send you something really special. Let's look at this um, today. Acts 1, 4 to 9. And we talk about some power today. It says this, For John baptized with water, Jesus said, 
but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So listen, just for a minute, pause there. So we talked about the cross last week. And then not too long after Jesus went to the cross, was resurrected, he's having this conversation with some of his disciples. And it's something he knew all along that was going to happen, but he's going to remind them. He said, but in a few days I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Verse 6, then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? So really they're still waiting, like, wait, Jesus came, but like, we're going to be free. Like, our country's going to be free, right? Like, you're going you're gonna to take over. We're going to be military officers in, in the Lord's army. He's like, wait a second. He said to them, it's not for you to know the time or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you, everybody say you. Everybody say me. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in Judea, in Samaria, in Polk County, in Frostproof, in your home, in Florida, in Canada. Let's look at my dad over here. He's the brightest one in the room. Come on, give him a big hand for being here. He's standing out. You'll be my witness everywhere you go. Why? Because you're connected to the power, to God's power, Holy Spirit power. To says to the ends of the earth, Verse 9 says, After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. Let's pray together today. Lord, I thank you today for your word. It's powerful. Lord, I just pray that you speak in this place. Lord, if there's anybody here that maybe is questioning today, maybe even questioning some of the theology that they grew up hearing about, I pray, Lord, that today instead of a voice from a man or a woman, that you would speak directly to us today. In Jesus' name. And the church said, So wow, right? God wants us to have this power. He wasn't just saying, hey, you guys. He's saying, for the church. This was like Acts 1 and 2. If you read Acts 1, 2, and then you kind of go on and on beyond there, you know, that's like the inauguration of the church that we are still part of today. That's exciting. And so at the very first day, we start hearing about this word power. Imagine thinking about other religions in the world, right? Like, have you ever read anywhere that any other God has given their, his people their, his own power? No. Because we believe in the one true God. And he has a special gift for us, the church. And a lot of times we kind of, we operate on our own power. I, I got this one. I can, I'm fine. But you know, he came, he came to give us this power. It's special. He came to give us life and life more abundantly. You know, giving us this power that Jesus talks about in Acts 1 is part of his master plan. Look what it says here in John 14, 12 to 14. I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. Awesome. And even greater works. Because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. 
Now, Jesus knows what he's talking about here. This is before he spoke to disciples in Acts. This is an important moment and maybe puzzling to them at first. But I think the church needs to understand that, that we aren't powerless. But also that we can't do it on our own. That we were not intended or designed to work on our own. Kind of like that dishwasher at my house. Great, it's a beautiful dishwasher. It looks nice. It's stainless steel. Yay. Right? It cleans dishes. But if it's not connected to the power, then it's not going to do anything. And so the Bible even says, without me, you can do nothing, Jesus says. That's bold, right? That's kind of offensive, right? You're like, well, I can do, I can do stuff. Of any importance is what he's saying here. Look, hearing about God's power to me is really encouraging. It's showing me that I wasn't intended to do life alone. I wasn't intended to do it all by myself. But when we think about our life, we are, are we seeing his power daily? Are we noticing it? Are we focused on the right things? Are we, or are we saying, oh, I did that. Oh, I'm glad I'm such a great boss. Oh, I'm glad I'm such a great builder. Oh, my family couldn't do it without me. I'm glad I did this or that. Some of those things are fine, right? But are we giving glory to God or are we giving glory to man? Are we saying, thanks God for your power, I'm focusing on you, or I got this, I can do this on my own? Are we noticing it? Or are we so blessed in America that we kind of overlook things, right? I think that happens quite often, right? We, we overlook things, these many blessings that we have, just a roof over our head, a great place to show up and go to church. We, a lot of times we do take things for granted. But do we see God's power at work? I think if we started really taking stock and started maybe writing things down, we would start seeing God's power in his hand in every little minute area of our life. in all the arranging that he's doing in our life. You know, I talked to a friend the other day. This person had a hard time. And what's amazing was that in the middle of it, he took a step backwards. He was having a bad day. Circumstances were happening, and he was frustrated about something. And he, he I, I, I talked to him about it, and before I knew it, he took this step back and started looking at the whole situation. He said, you know what? God's in this. God's going to work it out. And you know what? God worked it out. And, and what's amazing, if we can take a little step backwards and focus on the right thing, and that's Jesus, his cross, his power, his provision, his might, his holiness, then we might start seeing a little bit more clearly his purpose, his plan in all of it. Amen? You know, I've been to some amazing events and places, right? 
I went to, and maybe no one cares. I know a lot, a lot of us care about hockey. I went to game one of the Stanley Cup final against the Chicago Blackhawks and the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, even though Tampa lost, it was amazing to be at that event. You know, I've been at Disney when they're shooting fireworks over the castle. Amazing. But you know what I did at those events? You know what I had right in front of my face? This. Right? We all got one of these, most of us. Davis is still the only guy I know with a flip phone. And I think, I'm thinking about, that's a better idea. But we've got this thing in front of our face, and we're not experiencing life like we used to, I feel like. Like I'm at the hockey game doing this. Well, great, my phone got to experience it. I'm looking on this little screen, and I've got this beautiful arena, this great sport. I'm at Disney, and I'm like this. Like, you know, you know how many videos on Instagram are at Disney? Just go check those out later and just enjoy the day. Right? You can go up, and someone, like, there's a guy who literally walks around Disney with a video camera in his hand, and people pay him to be at Disney. Do you know that? People pay him there, so he's just walking around. Oh, I'm going on this ride now. And like someone like gives him $10 for going on that ride. All right, go watch his video and go, let's experience what God has for us this year. Let's put the phone down for a few minutes and experience the great world that we get to live in. Amen? And I'm speaking to myself because that's me. That's what I do. Did we miss it? Why? You know, got our phone in our face maybe. You know, recently I started keeping the phone in my pocket because I'm like, you know what? My mind is so much better than this thing. Like, you know how many times I've lost videos on here? But guess what? This thing up here is still working. I'm getting a little bit older. So not working as good. So I want to I give you two ideas today. Idea number one is, if you want to write it down or grab your phone, is doubt and out. Doubt and out. Not down and out, but doubt and out. I'm going to give credit to Pastor Caleb. He, he, uh, I had the sermon done. I said, dude, I need some, I need some good, like, like, points. So doubt and out. You know, I've noticed that a lot of us doubt, right? We, we go through maybe some seasons of doubt. Maybe we doubt God. Maybe we doubt, um, we're doubting something that God spoke to us. We're doubting maybe a dream that God uh, gave us. Maybe we're doubting out a little bit. But you know what? You know that doubt gives us a chance to grow? You know those people are always doubting you? Like, no, it wasn't that big. No, the fish wasn't, you know. But I, I believe that God wants us to believe and have faith, but I don't, he doesn't leave us when we're in some doubt. When we're doubting a little bit. I think that's a moment where we can grow in our faith. Where doubt may be a little bit healthy because we're going to grow. We're going to be honest with God. Lord, I, I'm having a hard month. I'm having a hard day because this isn't happening. This person isn't being healed. This, uh, I see your power over here, but what, what's happening in my life? And so we doubt a little bit. But you know what? You're not marked off the list because you have some doubt. Like God doesn't say, oh, yep, John, he's doubting today. He's off the list. God doesn't work that way. 
Because I, I want to show you this story. So we, we talked about the cross last week. Today we're talking about Acts and we're talking about the, the start of the church. We're talking about this great power that God wants to give us. Well, in the middle of this little season where, where Jesus resurrected, and before we get to Acts 2, in this great power that the church received on that day, we have a guy named Thomas. <laughs> so I want to read you a little bit about Thomas. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So already, he already missed out. Like, wait, Jesus showed up and I wasn't there? I'd be so mad. Like, I was like, wait, you guys all got to hang out? You, you ever miss one of those? Or you missed someone's birthday? Or you like missed this great event or whatever? And you're the only one? That's Thomas. So already he's mad. He's doubting. He's having a bad day. So the other disciples told him, uh, we have seen the Lord. Hello. Where were you? He's probably at Starbucks or something. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Come on, Thomas. But I love that Jesus gives us all a second chance, right? Jesus is like, oh, I'll show up to Thomas. We'll do a special thing for Thomas, I guess. Man, Thomas, we'll do a special moment here. Whatever, okay. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus was like, we're going to do something special. Okay, it's Thomas. Not Thomas Morrow. We're going to do something special. Jesus came and stood among them, even though the doors were locked. Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, okay, Thomas, get over here. Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Look, right here. Flesh and blood. Here's the scars. Thomas said to him, my Lord, my God. So that moment he believed. Awesome, right? Where do we get to come into this part, right? Have you seen, have you physically seen Jesus anywhere? Not yet. But look what Jesus says about us. This is about all of us in the room that believe. Look, then Jesus told them, because you have seen me, you have believed. All right, Thomas, good job. You believe, you see me, it's pretty easy, right? If you see a million dollars, your friend has a million dollars, you see it in stacks in their living room, you know. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Church, we're going to go through some times of doubt. But you know what? We are blessed because maybe we physically haven't seen Jesus, but man, we've seen so much of what he's done. We've seen in our own life how he's changed us, how he's picked us up, how he's turned us around, right? How he put our feet on solid ground. And so we are blessed. I... I like being blessed. You know, I have a friend who, he's like, why do people keep saying I'm blessed? He's like almost annoyed about someone saying the word blessed. Jesus said it. We're blessed. Blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. You know that Jesus still shows up each and every moment of our life. 
You know, even though the doors are locked, he shows up in the midst of our struggle and our pain and our hurt. He's still there. He didn't go, maybe physically he went away, but spiritually, he's still here. You know, our doubt doesn't define our destiny, though. You know, just because we doubt, it doesn't mean we're destined to continue on that road. That God will, in our doubt, help us grow and help us change. You know, God parted the Red Sea. He raised people back to life. Right? He healed the blind eyes. He fed thousands of people with just a couple fish and a couple pieces of bread. He, can, he still does stuff today. That power is limitless. That power is something that we think, well, if, you know, he, that's in the Bible. He did that then. I have a, a, many stories of God doing things yesterday, today. People come to me, hey, God healed me from this. God is still on the move. His power is still available for us today. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. You know, I want to, this year, as we, maybe we do have some doubt. But let's start praying, God, help, help my doubt turn into belief. Because in those moments of faith, God does special things. Number two, everybody say two. I've got the power. Remember that song? I've got the power. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's all you're getting today. That's it. You know, I've got the power. You know that, that his power changes everything? His power, when, when on, on that day, his power changes everything. Look, look what it says here in Luke. Well, I'm going to, I'll get to that in just a moment. You know, God takes us through a lot of things in life, Right? He walks through it with us. We, we talk about storms often because we live in Florida, right? And he's right there in the boat with us in, the, in those storms of life. He heals us. He fixes situations in our life. You know, but what I find, and, and it's because I know it for myself, I find that when I'm past that storm, I start maybe focusing on some other things, right? I get sick. Oh, I focus back over here on God. Right? Oh, I'm good now. Oh, I've got a financial issue. Focus back over here on God. You know that our relationship with Him is intended to be constant. Pray without ceasing doesn't mean you're going to sit here at church for 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year and pray. But it means you're, you're always in community with God. You're always in community with Him. You know, I, I want 2020 to be special and different because I believe God's calling us to. We need his power every day. So here's soon after, so I know we're kind of, we're kind of jumping around a couple places, but we're talking about the cross. We talked about Timothy. But I want to jump to a guy named Peter, and then we're going we're gonna to close here in a moment. But I want to talk about this guy named Peter. Peter was one of Jesus' disciples. 
Peter was the guy who walked on the water with Jesus, right? So he got to see a little bit. And then he's, he's, he what? He took his focus off and he started sinking. But here's a story. And this was right when Jesus was arrested. They were going to take him, try him, and then um, crucify him. Look, look what it says, Luke 22. It says, Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Imagine spending that much time with Jesus and denying who he was right there in the middle of that courtyard. That would be difficult. But our flesh gets a hold of us sometimes, right? And we make a wrong decision. We make a wrong choice. And you know, we've, we've denied Christ. So Peter is in this situation that, that he started doing things on his own and trusting on his own judgment rather than God's. And we do the same thing. We do this in many ways. You know, we, we a lot of times we entertain ourselves with maybe the church. Oh we, oh, we love New Hope Church. Yay, let's go to church today. You know, it's almost like some, some of us in our life, we do our whole life the way I talked about our phone. We kind of live through other people. Oh, that's great. We did this. They did that. But are we going to allow God to work in us this year? Personally. God doesn't want us to live through others. He wants us to to directly connect with the power that he intended for us. And sometimes we're like, well, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. You know, Jesus is calling us in 2020. He's saying, hey, church, get off the bench. Experience power that I have intended for you. Receive that power. You know, the cross is the greatest event in human history, really. Because it's our bridge, our connection that we can have with God. You know, the story of Peter didn't end that day. Isn't that good? The story of Peter didn't end that day. Our story doesn't end today. You know, remember from earlier what Jesus said, Acts 1, 8. Remember we started with this. But you will receive power 
when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, frostproof, and to the ends of the earth. Remember that one? It's pretty, pretty amazing, isn't it? Well, they waited around. They're like, okay, we'll wait. 120 of them waited around. And they said, we want to stay here. We want to receive this power that God was talking about, that Jesus was talking about. Because he, remember, he said that we'll do greater things than him. Why? Because we'll have his power. So really, he's still doing it through us. Look what it says in Acts 2, 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Hey, even Peter was there. Peter's still on the team. <laughs> He's still there. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit it began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Wow, what an amazing experience, right? God's like, hey, I'm going to send you Holy Spirit. I know a lot of maybe different churches don't speak about this story in the Bible, but hey, it's in the Bible. People, I think, get nervous about speaking about God's power. It's nothing to be nervous about. It's right here. Wow, you know, what an experience they had. Jesus said, wait, they waited, and God sent his power. They received his power. What? To witness. To go and do what God's called them to do. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to receive his power. So I can go and be a witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Polk County, in Frostproof, in Avon Park, in Winter Haven, and even in Wachula. You know, when they started speaking, they started speaking in other languages. The time of Pentecost, a lot of Jewish people would come into the city, right? So a lot of people come to the city. So when they received the Holy Spirit, the sign was that they did something miraculous right away and they started witnessing in other languages. So people started in the street, they started hearing their own language. They started hearing these people talking about God in another language. Like, whoa, what's up with these? These people are crazy. They're hearing them in their native tongue, the Bible says. Some were asking, what's going on? You know that when you operate in God's power, people notice? And some people think you're crazy. Right? Some even said, they're drunk. There's something, something wrong with this, this group of people here. Then a man by the name of Peter, who denied Christ three times, just 50, 40, 50 days before, earlier, stood up to talk to the crowd. And this is what he said. Remember the state that Peter was in. He was working on his 
his own power. He was, he was doing his own thing. But look what he says here. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. Hello? No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit. I will pour out my power on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Come on. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women. I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Amen. So isn't it amazing that that moment, Peter, he went from, I'm doing things on my own. I received God's power. Now I have the boldness to witness to a whole lot of people. Do you know that it says later on in Acts 2 that 3,000 people became Christ followers that day? Pretty good start to the church, right? Do you know that all over the world today that the number is staggering? It's way more than that. Every single day, thousands of people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Can we stand for a moment before we leave today? You know, what changed in Peter? He was now full of God's Spirit, full of power. You know, Peter's no longer running on his own power. He's running on God's. You know, the day that Peter spoke boldness, a lot of lives changed for eternity. You know, this Peter who used to do it on his own and denied Christ three times is now filled with Holy Spirit. God's power changed Peter. You know what's amazing is, I started thinking about this when I was reading this again the other day, that in a blink of an eye, when Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was different. He spent three years hanging out with Jesus physically there. But when God gave him his spirit, it was like a light bulb went off. It's like, what, Peter, why couldn't you have been like that before? But now he has Holy Spirit moving, living power in his life. You know that people are waiting for each person in this room to start, stop running on their own and to start running on God's power and to start doing their life the way God's called them to do their life. And start saying yes to the Lord and saying no to all the other things. You know, people are waiting for Christians to get it together. And listen, you're not going to get it together. We don't need to get it together in that way. The only thing we got to do is focus on the Lord and say, God, I want to be like Peter. I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to have that power moving and living and active in my life. Romans 8, I'm going to leave you with this verse. Romans 8, 
11. The Spirit of God who raised Christ from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from, from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. Now here's my question today. Let's bow our heads for a moment. Here's my question for the church today. Don't worry about other people around. But do you, in 2020, want to receive this power?